Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Pat Sherlock, and welcome to the podcast. Today's topic is so important. It's rethinking hiring experienced originators, starting a rookie program. And I'm thrilled to have and excited to have as our expert, Kevin Neely. Kevin is East Coast sales manager for Go Prime Mortgage Company. Prior to that, he was with PCS Homes. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Pat. Thanks for having me. Well, I know part of your background, and I know that with this question I'm going to ask you is how you got into mortgage banking, but I know you had a career in music beforehand, so tell everybody how you got in. Yeah, so uh, I actually got in by running into a gentleman at a bar who was complaining that his uh, salespeople couldn't sell homes in December because everyone was busy buying Christmas presents. Basically put a different spin on it, and he said, you know, I'd love a guy like you to come work for me. A few months later, ran into him again. And I was sick of living on a tour bus. So I ended up coming over to the on-site sales building side of things. And then I got into mortgage because I was told the hours were better. Well, you know, it's actually ironic that you mentioned that because when we did a study of the top originators a while ago, a lot of people came from the music industry. So it's always kind of exciting to hear about that. But let's talk about what you're doing now. So what are the challenges that you've really have happened to you in 2021 besides COVID? <laughs> Absolutely. The biggest challenge facing us right now is obviously the slowdown in refinances. So having your sales staff uh, have the proper tools and the wherewithal to go out there and get that purchase business is really been the, the most challenging thing, getting originators to kind of switch gears or switch modes from being focused on those refis to focusing on those referral partners and those relationships with builders to really drive purchase business. Yeah, that's really a good point. I think every lender's having that. What has surprised you in 2021? Quite a bit has surprised me. It's It's been a very interesting shift to see some of the people who came into the mortgage business very green in 2020, how they've uh, really blossomed and, and just done a fantastic job and are really catching on. It's great to see kind of some new blood coming into the industry. And, you know, that kind of lends a little bit to what we're going to speak to today, but it's been surprising how how much a brand new or relatively new person to mortgage uh, can, can really take an experienced loan originator and, and kind of put them on their heels because you know, they come in very enthusiastic and very hungry. And that's been probably the most surprising thing in 2021 for me. Well, that's a great point. And certainly we have done a lot of research, as I said to you the other day, and we do find it. It's really one big stereotype with mortgage banking is that new blood or rookies can't outperform experience, but they certainly can. But that leads to the topic uh, that I think is really important for all managers is how do you keep on top of all the changes that happen in mortgage banking, which is obviously a lot? That's a tough challenge, I think, for anyone in the mortgage business. I think part of it is just the repetition of doing it day in, day out. I find that originators who, you know, kind of treat it part time or maybe, you know, don't, um, you know, don't originate that many loans, they typically struggle more because a lot of the changes you find out about, unfortunately, sometimes you find out about them when they happen to you and they've affected your loan. 
But me personally, I'm a big reader. So anytime Fannie Freddie comes out with guideline changes, uh, I read through those. And I also stay in on some of the uh, various mortgage-backed security websites and the chats there. And that's often a topic of discussion in those forums. Right. That's a really good point. You have to be current. There's nothing worse in mortgage banking when you have outdated information, for sure. Well, let's move into this whole topic, because I think it's so critical for success in our industry, but not done enough, as I mentioned to you the other day, about rethinking hiring experienced originators and starting a rookie program. Why don't you talk about your journey of how you came to the conclusion that rookies were worth your time and effort? So Go Prime Mortgage, just like everyone else, was having operational challenges in 2020 with the uh, just the refi boom. You know, we couldn't get enough good processors in the door, and then finding anybody who was out looking for a job in 2020 that had mortgage experience. You know, we we struggled with some of those individuals as well. So really, we tried to look at how could we make the processors' life easier to make them more efficient so that they can get through this big pile of loans. And we basically created a processing assistant role that orders title, insurance, DOEs, the stuff you need on every file, you know, flood certifications, fraud reports, and so on. So the processor wasn't tied up in doing those, and they were able to able to spend more time processing the files. Well, very shortly after, those processing assistants said, hey, I want to move up to a processor, and we'd start them out with some very basic you know, EARLs or, you know, no cash out refis, and we started to see them succeed. The way I thought of this plan was kind of like baseball. You know, you've got a minor league and a major league. So those processing assistants were coming up to, you know, being processors going from the minor league to the major league. It got me thinking about how could we do a similar thing with originators and kind of looking way in the in the rearview mirror. We had done something like this before, but it was wasn't ever in a any boom time like we had last year. It still continues to be one of our high producing branches here in North Carolina. You know, those guys were bought, brought in brand new. And like I say, uh, you know, we hire them on attitude and aptitude, uh, you know, meaning do they have the right attitude to where they're going to, to learn and where they're willing to be coached? And, you know, do they have the aptitude to understand the logic and understand you know, how one thing compares to another and, and how they differ. So far, I've brought in three loan originators from, you know, hey, I just got my license. I'd like to come work for you. Great. First one, we started out at the very end of 2020. And basically, I would spend around an hour a day coaching them via video calls, text messages, etc. And each month, that time decreased by 10, maybe 15 minutes as they were able to handle more, more of the items on their own and they started to feel more comfortable reaching out to others in the organization. The success of those originators has really led us to build out a training department because I kind of felt like this was my little COVID project that I was doing and we, we, we needed, how do we scale this? How do we build this from here? And GoPrime is a, you know, very, very open to adopting new ideas. And when I said, hey, we really need a training department, it wasn't really a question at all. It was, you know, great. How many do you need and what do you need them to do? And it's been really just a blessing to be able to work hand in hand with that team 
to, to help give loan originators the basics that they need to get started in this industry. So, Kevin, when you think about it, and certainly we had this discussion, typically the reason why people don't do these types of efforts is ties together. If I train them, they will get recruited away from me. Talk about that, how you address it. Uh, I think uh, loyalty comes down to a lot of it, the amount of uh, personal time and, and coaching time that we spend with these individuals creates a bond that they're not going to, to have anywhere else. Sure. Does that possibility exist? Absolutely. But it exists when you train a processor, when you train an underwriter. All of these skills are kind of transient. They could go to another company and do that same function just a little bit differently. Everybody's got a smaller, a little different procedure. But really, we try to build personal connections with our originators. We try to go spend time with them and really make this, you know, part of our culture is that everybody feels like family. Uh, that's one of the reasons I've been here for coming on a decade now. And it's one of the reasons I plan to be here for the next decade, too, is that sense of family, that uh, that feeling of inclusion. And they don't just feel like they're a number or they're an employee number. You know, they feel like they're a valued originator. So when you look at the recruiting side of it, how did you select these individuals and how will you going forward handle that issue? Because a lot of times that's a big stumbling block for lenders. And that's uh, that's one of the questions that we're still working on the answer to. But so far, we've been looking for referrals from our current staff, be it production or operations. Uh, you know, They may know someone who worked in real estate or, you know, worked in apartment leasing or something along those lines. And, and they're a sales driven individual. They're really great at talking to people. They're captivating when they get in a room. You know, they really become the center of attention. You know, those are the folks that are getting referred over to us now and participating in community events, whether it's your local home builders association or rotary club. You know, you're going to run into these individuals, even your B&I groups, you're going to see these individuals who may have hit a ceiling in their particular industry or in, in their particular uh, career path with the company and are looking to make a change. And that's really where we want to start having the conversation and kind of lifting the hood, so to speak, and letting them see how it works to see if they, you know, they really have interest moving forward. So, Kevin, so you've been focusing on experienced salespeople, but in other industries. Is that pretty much your strategy? Yes, ma'am. And so what about the college graduate and that type of individual? Are you interested in those types of people? Absolutely. We've actually got uh, one who's planning on coming on board who is still in college currently, and I love that type of motivation. You know, somebody who's saying, I'm willing to take on a full course load and you know, work this job as a as an originator. I'm very enthusiastic about that because, as we discussed uh, in previous days, the the numbers you know say that I've got originators with 15, 20, 25 years experience, and you've got to think that doing this for 25 years, you got to wonder, okay, well, how much more, you know, how much longer are those individuals going to remain in the industry? You know, because even though it's, you know, a lot of paperwork and so forth. It is a very demanding job. So I do think that, you know, getting a younger generation in here puts us on a little bit of a, a better footing for the long run. 
So, Kevin, so once the person has hired and then you're doing your coaching effort, so are they being assigned to a branch or how is that working and what have you seen work? Sure. So I've basically put them on my team and then I also have a few assistants that work for me who operate as loan officer assistants for these new loan officers. Mm-hmm. And they can kind of help guide through some of those, you know, those areas that maybe we weren't able to cover in in coaching or as they transition from primarily being refi driven to being, you know, getting a purchase here and there, they start to have different questions. You know, the the appraisal process is different. There's more players involved. You know, so we we really try to make sure that they've got someone to work with the entire way through the process, not just the beginning. So Kevin, once they're with you, at what point do they graduate and go, let's say, to be assigned in a branch or how is that, what uh, is that working? We're not to the point yet where we're ready to assign out to uh, to a branch, mm-hmm. uh, but they, they basically stay in the Apex uh, headquarters location under me. Really, I feel like once they're producing around a million dollars a month, uh, you know, $10 million a year. I feel like that's the point that they're ready. But I think each individual is going to have different thresholds because right. confidence levels vary. And obviously, uh, you know, the learning curves are a little bit different for, for each individual. So, Kevin, what are the topics you're personally involved with the training of these rookies? What are the topics that you see that they have difficulty with and what are topics they really kind of get, even though it's obviously individual based? But what what are you seeing? The first thing that I typically see with a with a new recruit is just the eagerness to go out and do everything. You know, I'll get a text that says, hey, I've got a guy with a commercial property who wants to do this. And I just kind of have to shake my head and say, no, we don't do commercial. That eagerness to go out and do everything because they just, they see the world as their oyster and they want to go out and get it, kind of taming them a little bit, kind of dialing them back, or I don't want to say bottling up that enthusiasm, but kind of capping it, so to speak. That's the first challenge that we come up with. And then, you know, next really becomes the, the differences between the various loan programs, understanding the difference between you know, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, understanding the, you know, relaxed standards of a FHA loan versus a conventional, you know, the territories and income limits for USDA. And then also those secondary programs, you know, your VHDA, your NC housing, you know, those, uh, those down payment assistance and state bond agency programs, you know, those are usually the, the first few things that really people start to confuse and we have to find ourselves having to go back and and re-educate. So Kevin, when you're looking at the licensing issue, when did they get licensed or how do you handle that? So all of them are are licensed. Uh, I asked them to get licensed before they start. That's one of, uh, that's kind of the first hurdle I want you to pass to show, to show me that you're, you're committed to this. You know, it's not just a one hour class where you sit down and you're done most people end up having to take at least a week or two to complete the hours and then another week or two to feel prepared to take the test. You know, so they come in right away licensed. Uh, fortunately, the, the first two that have come in were within the proximity to, to my office. Obviously, with COVID, everyone's been mainly working remotely. 
And then the third, we we ended up having to, uh, we actually ended up recruiting a, a branch manager in that area to, to bolt that person onto that branch. So that kind of was a double win on that one. So are you paying for the licensing or you reimburse them if they pass? And do they have difficulty passing? So, so far, I've only had one individual who failed their initial test and then they passed on the second try 30 days later. I do ask them to pay, um, you know, their licensing fees just to get started. You know, after that, I'll cover their continuing education, any additional states they want to get licensed in, as long as there's a, you know, good, good need for that. But that's kind of getting them to put a little bit of skin in the game, too. That's really smart. And that's certainly something I recommend to my clients. Well, our time has flown by. So what are a couple of lessons that you've learned or takeaways that you want to share with our audience today? Uh, I think the biggest thing is look at everything as an opportunity. Explore all the different ways that you can make things work, not just the way that uh, that you've done them for years. The uh, The thing that I hate to hear is because that's the way we've always done it. And my my biggest question is why? And then the second thing that I try to remind people is always, I have it here on my desk in front of me where it says, wouldn't it be cool if dot, dot, dot. So I try to look at our problems and say, wouldn't it be cool if we could do ABC? And then the goal is to turn that into, isn't it cool that we were able to do ABC? Wow, they're great words of wisdom for sure. I want to thank you, Kevin, for sharing your wisdom. And I want to thank everyone for listening. I certainly appreciate you spending time with us today. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, Pat. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us. If your sales team needs training in hiring and lead generation, schedule a free consultation by emailing me at psherlock at qfsconsulting.com.